Hello there, good evening, good afternoon, good morning and uh, welcome to episode 177 of Dude and the Monkey. My name is Ian Loring and as always I'm joined by... Bar Foster, hello everybody. Uh, so uh, this week it is a double review, uh, we are going to be taking a look at um, uh, Blair Witch, which I saw like two weeks ago, <laughs> so uh, it's going to be fun for me to remember that film, and uh, also Hunt for the Wilder People, uh, Wilder People Taika Waititi's um, very much acclaimed uh, New Zealand comedy. Uh, we'll also do some what we watched in Twitter questions and all the usual, and... Um, yeah, uh, I suppose that's that. That's the intro. Mark, anything um, happening generally or in the world of film or anything you want to get off your chest? Um, yeah, a little bit. Okay. Um, everyone kind of getting their fucking panties in a wad about a uh, a promotional uh, still from Jumanji too. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, and absolutely um, flipping their shit about it. To the point of where um, the actual uh, actress in question has, has actually come out and gone, hang on a minute, you have no idea of the context, just wait and see, because the joke is a good payoff. Um, and it, it, it's it's a little bit like that. I, I actually had a, a, um, a quite an, a, a, a nice, because I wasn't near the person, because it, was it was via direct message. Um, but it's it, somebody who follows me on Twitter, but I, I wasn't near them because they... They asked me to do it of a direct message, so I can say what it's about without actually naming them. Yeah. Um, so, um, it, and, and, and I have a feeling she does listen to the podcast as well. Okay. And I had a nice discussion with her about it, um, and she is a, um, a, a defined feminist. Yeah. Uh, which I, I, I do think is different to, to being a, a, a general feminist. Because I would count myself as being a feminist, absolutely, but it's not something I don't define it myself as it. It's not the fucking second thing in my Twitter profile or anything like that. So I was having a conversation about it, and a very, a very cordial conversation that didn't get out of hand, and she didn't. It was a very adult conversation, and we were bouncing forwards to kind of the, the sexual politics of, of things like that, to the point of where I, I kind of said, "Well, the problem is." We, Nobody knows the plot yet. There could be a very good reason. It could just be the fact is that it sells. It, it does. And whether or not that's right or wrong, it is immaterial. It, 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 it's a hardened fact that I would, that I'm, I'm happy to go and see that film, not because she's in that, but you know what? I ain't gonna fucking complain. But the other point that she was making was, um, that it was disgusting that it, that in our day and age nowadays in 2016 that that um, Karen Gillis should be ashamed to be on set dressed like that. And I kind of took exceptions to it and said, "Hang on a minute, wait a minute. Maybe she picked that outfit out. Maybe there was a lot of outfits that went. Well, this is the outfit she went. I like that one. I like that one because she looked and thought, Do you know what? I'd look good in that." And I said, you know, this, now you're saying this woman can't wear this because why? It, it, it's, it, it was a fucking promotional still. And yeah. everyone just fucking flipped their shit about it. And it, it was a, that, that whole for all was, a, was a, an exact kind of example of the fact is that so many people are just sat waiting to be pissed off about something mm. and then as soon as somebody goes, 
oh, well, I'm not, I'm not, but this. Everyone goes, oh, well, no, me neither. Well, I'm even more angry about it. No, I'm more angry than you. I am more angry than anybody has ever been about anything. I think they've dealt with it quite well by going, why don't everyone just wait and see what's going to happen? It is literally a fucking picture. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the fact that the actress herself has actually come out and said, chill the fuck out, I think takes an awful lot of air out of the balloon. Um, yeah, it does. And it, it, was, it was cool that she came out and did it. That she, and the fact that she did it in such a... She didn't kind of have a go or anything like that, but she very much did just kind of go... Oh, everyone, can everyone just calm down and just maybe wait for context? Yeah, 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 for sure. So, yeah, that was, that was pretty cool uh, that that <laughs> happened. But, uh, yeah, she's gone my estimations quite a lot because I, I found her a, an irritating person before that, to oh. be honest. But, um, but yeah, but yeah, I, th- I thought I dealing with that was quite was quite cool. Um, but, no, no just, I, I want to avoid the fucking other big thing that happened between movie people that... I, has no place in fucking anything. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. For a second, I thought you were talking about Bake Off, but um, no, you were very yeah, active fucking... about that on uh, Twitter today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was actually. I don't know why. Yeah, got very, very annoyed about Paul Hollywood. Um, the thing is, I wasn't. I, I was kind of just half taking the piss, but I still maintain that Paul Hollywood does look like the kind of guy who'd send dick, dick pics to himself. Yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. He does. He, he looks like he just go. He, he'd send a picture and go, put his phone back in his pocket, and then go, "Oh, I've got a message." Oh, oh, it's Paul's penis. Oh, wonderful. And, oh, it's funny, man. Who messaged you? No. No. <laughs> Moving on. Trailers. Trailers. Quite a few, actually. I think. Yeah. No, I've got a couple. Yeah. Go on, man. Cool. Um. The the, the sneak peek for Ghost in the uh, Shell, which is sixteen seconds long. Oh, so. Yeah, bag of whatever in it. That, that's. It's not a trailer. It's a. Uh, no. Teaser. It's, trailer. It, 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 it's a blink. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it's a flipper book. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I'll fucking wait for an actual fucking trailer. Um, Trespass Against Us, the um, Brendan Gleeson and um, Michael Fassbender play, I think it's gypsies, travellers, um, caravan dwellers. I don't know what's the correct vernacular that we're allowed to call them, but we'll go with that. Um, family drama kind of thing. Uh, looks really good, actually. Looks really good, um, to be honest. It's uh, actors with those people involved. You kind of like, you know what? You had me at Fassbender and Gleason, mm-hmm. uh, but then I watched the trailer and thought, well, I, I read a little bit not about it, but kind of like the synopsis of it. Thought, oh, God, that sounds a little bit. Bleh. And then watched the trailer and went, Oh no, 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 that's fine. We're in good hands. Nice. So yeah, that looks pretty fucking good. Have you seen that trailer yet? No, no, I haven't. Looks good. Some really, really nice visuals in that, to be honest, which you wouldn't expect from from what it, it, it's, you know, the kind of the synopsis and what it's about. But there is some really fucking cool visuals in it. Um, what else have we got? Um, sorry, I keep trying to go into the the thing that I watched trailers on, but ah, there we go. Um, Nocturnal Animals. Did we talk about this last week? Uh, I don't. I- I don't think we did. So, I think no. it came out like a couple of days after, maybe. Um, the new Tom Ford film. Um, yeah, it looks. Uh, it's got a very kind of De Palma, um, Lynch kind of feel to it. Um, you know, the fact that you've got 
I, I read a little bit about it and then I, I found myself reading about it and going, no, 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 what, what am I doing? What am I doing? I don't want to read about this. This yeah. sounds good. Yeah. And they're just literally just like swiping away the article. Um, and going, ah, have I ruined it for myself now that I know this certain nugget of information? Um, but yeah, I mean, that cast, to be honest, sells it again uh, with Jake Gyllenhaal, Amy Adams and Michael Shannon, uh, but looks really fucking good and, you know, a single man was, you know, what, five years ago now? Um, and it does seem like Tom Ford does these out of sheer sort of passion uh, for them. And a, a single man did show that he has a bit of an eye for this kind of thing. And he does seem like the kind of guy who uh, he'd only do something if he knew it, that it would be good and it would it would be what he thought it was rather than just a fucking vanity project. Sure. I don't, I, he, doesn't, he seems a little bit too smart and a little bit too savvy to do that. And the fact is, in in the fashion world, he's been quite, he hasn't really shied away from controversy. In fact, he's he's greeted it kind of head on. Um, it, it kind of when you sort of, you transfer that to, to what this film could be about and what could be happening in this film, it, it could be really fucking quite interesting, to be honest. Nice. That sounds good. Yeah. Uh, what else have we got that I've watched? Um, Fist Fight. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've just watched this before we... Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I, it, again, if you explain it to me, I, I'd go, that sounds awful. And then I watched the trailer and went, that looks awful. And then in the back of my mind, it just went, you're going to watch it a lot. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will. I'll watch it. And do you know what? I'll, I'll probably laugh. And then it'll finish like, uh, oh shit, but I kind of quite enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. Looks like. Pretty much. Uh, I agree. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else have we got? Um, the Whole Truth. Uh, the new Keanu Reeves and Rene Zellweger. Uh, Keanu Reeves oh, returning okay. to the courtroom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it looks alright, to be honest. Again, one that I'll watch, but it looks like a thorough Tuesday night Netflix fucking watch rather than an actual, you know, I'll be waiting for it to come out of the cinema. Um, mean Dreams. Bill Paxton plays a um, badass um, cop. Um, looks really quite fucking bleak, but quite good. Uh, in a similar vein to things like Mud um, and stuff like that. Yeah, it looks really quite interesting, actually. I'll be looking out for that. Um, London Town, the Clash kind of biopic in a similar vein to um, Velvet Goldmine. Yes. The film. Yes. Yes. Hello? Hi. Yeah. Yes. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, where it, it was kind of like they couldn't actually get the rights to do a Bowie film, so they they kind of had a character that was that was Bowie but wasn't really Bowie, and there was bits of Elton John thrown in there. But you had a story at the other side of it, which happened to star Christian Bale, and then you had Jonathan Rhys Myers in it. Well, Jonathan Rhys Myers is actually playing Joe Strummer in this. Okay. But there's a, there's a side story to it as well. It's kind of like the story of the Clash, whilst also having this this kid becomes a punk thing at the other side of it um, yeah <sighs> it's a wait for reviews one to be honest okay uh, and the final one is uh, Passengers uh, the mm. Jennifer Lawrence and Chris Pratt movie um, which uh, I've watched the trailer so I've, I've kind of seen the film now so I don't really need to see that yeah I mean like the bloody spoilers for the trailer 
I suppose, but um, <laughs> I was a little annoyed that we saw Lawrence Fishburne in there. Yeah. It's like, right, okay, well, we are going to see some other people then, so brilliant. All right, then. It would have been all, because it would have been great if you went in thinking it was just those two, and then it wasn't. That would have been, that would have been fun. Um, yeah, it would have it would have kind of like thrown a little bit of a oh oh this is pretty cool then but yeah it, it was a little bit like all oh, right uh. yeah yeah even though um I I mean I think it looks good and I like the idea of a like an original sci-fi film with two big stars actually coming out um o- over Christmas like like that that's pretty promising I think um, yeah I just yeah I wish it was a bit more inspired than this this kind of looks like it's gonna be um i mean okay, yeah. you know, i will say i mean obviously michael shane uh, sheen was in the in in the trailer too but you know he's a robot so it doesn't quite count uh, yeah. him being a yeah. person i suppose it's only it's, it's it, he's only in it from tarso yeah yeah um but yeah i don't know we'll see if if i mean i, mean, it, it, I quite like the director i mean headhunters i liked and i I yeah. didn't hate the imitation game, so you know we'll see. Actually, we quite like the imitation game. I was I was surprised. I I, I put it off to be honest because I thought it looked Word. it looked incredibly BBC dramery and a bit dull. To be honest, then when I watched it, I, I was I really really quite liked it. I thought it was it was a, it, it, it 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 kind of made me go, oh right, I'm I, I'm the arsehole approaching this Ben. I, I'm I'm I was the dickhead to this film. <laughs> sure, yeah, no, I I, I I get what you mean. I had that approach as well. Um, yeah, so but passengers. Well, yeah, we'll see. Totally, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, anything we'll, we'll else from? It, so. um, yeah. Anything from your end that I've, that I've missed? Um. Actually, no. I thought I had more than that, but I didn't. So, yeah, no. That that that's it for me as well. Shit. Okay. Um. Okay. Well, let's move on then. What 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 do you want to do first? I'm I'm good with you either. Let's go with let's let's I'll, I'll go whatever you fancy going with. Oh, sorry. Just a sec. What's up, Don? Okay, no worries. Um, sorry about that. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, let's do Blair Witch, um, just before I forget it completely. Um, <laughs> so, Blair Witch, directed by Adam Wingard and written by his long-term writer, like, writer-director partner guy, um, uh, Simon Barrett, um, stars people. Um, I, I don't have IMDb up, so hang on. Too, too. It's, it's, that's a bit disrespectful, isn't it? So. James Alan uh, McEwen, uh, Callie Hernandez, uh, and other people. Yeah, there you go. Okay, that'll do. Thank you. So, um, yeah, um, James Alan McEwen plays James, who is the brother of the original films Heather. Um, somehow, um, must have been like one um, at the time. Four. Oh, four. Okay. Four, apparently. Yeah. Fair enough. And, um, yeah, he finds a video someone uploaded to YouTube of what he thinks is his sister in the house from the end of the first Blair Witch Project. Um, he kind of teams up with kind of love interest Lisa, played by Callie Hernandez, and friends of theirs um, to go and visit the people who uploaded the video. Those people then want to tra- tag along to go into the woods. Everybody goes into the woods, and wouldn't you know it, the Blair Witch kind of takes hold of the situation. Um, so, Blair Witch, the scariest film ever made, apparently. Uh, Mark, were you terrified to your core? 
Well, I went to see this uh, on uh, Monday morning at, at 20 past 10, which has become my new jam. It's become my new time to go and watch films. Uh, I'm liking it. Uh, I, I, I was in with one other guy um, who, when he came in, uh, was wearing a um, House of Thousand Corpses t-shirt uh, and I had and had a Freddy Krueger tattoo. I, I, I swear to God, I am not kidding. Had a Freddy Krueger tattoo on one forearm and on the other forearm, he had a Michael Myers tattoo. Brilliant. And I thought, yeah, yeah, he's like me. He, he's gone... I am not going to watch this fucking film at seven o'clock on a Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was going at the time when Joy and he has, as he's walked in, he's looked at me and thought, "I hope that fucking dickhead don't fucking use his phone during this movie." Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, I'm not using my phone during this movie because that man looks terrifying. Um, yeah. And I wouldn't anyway. Um, so yeah, so Blair Witch started. Um, and yeah, it's it's the scariest movie uh, ever made, and it's, uh, it's 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 a game changer, um, you know, beyond what the the original was, which was a game changer. You know, no no word, no getting around. But it was a game changer, not just in horror, but in the way in film in general. To be honest, you know, we can't escape that fact. Um, and it, it it starts out all right, you know, the the opening's good. You introduce the characters, and they're they're pretty basic horror characters and, and we're, we're filling through and it, it's interesting and they get to the forest and it, everything's ticking along and you go, do you know what, I'm, I'm alright with this it, it, it's it's okay it's okay and the noises start happening you go, I'm, I'm okay with this, I'm okay with this and then it just does exactly what you think it's going to do and you go right, alright, hang on a minute wait a minute when are you going to change the game when are you going to do the best horror movie ever made? When are you going to do something new? Oh, and then it finishes and you go, oh, it's, you're like the Thing prequel, remake, sequel. You're just the same movie. Oh, that's disappointing. And that's how you come out of it. There are a few effective bits in it, but I, I, I genuinely, and we'll get to that, that review and those comments later on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's not do that right I, now. Yeah. I, 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 because I, I do think there is a, a, a little discussion for us all about that. Um, I, but I, I, the, the performances are all right. The script's all right. Everything's all right. But that's it. It's just all right. Which makes me then draw the conclusion of, if it's just all right, what's the point? You're not doing anything new at all which then started to piss me off and it's it's 89 minutes long and at one point I, I did actually at one point think could just go if I wanted to mm. I'm not gonna but I could because I pretty much know what's gonna happen and it, that's 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 worrying when you're starting to look at your watch for a 90 minute movie so go, go on, what, 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 what are your thoughts? Then we'll delve a little bit deeper. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty much there with you, to be honest. It, it, it's, I think it's pretty, it's pretty middling. Um, and I think that the point you make there about what's the point is a really interesting one. In the end of the day, these are guys who, with a hor- um, horrible way to die, you're next, and the guest. 
have put themselves uh, put themselves on the map um, as genre filmmakers. And if they're writing and directing a Blair Witch film, you would think it's because they want to do a Blair Witch film. Yeah. And yet, it just it feels like a average mainstream horror film. I mean, just really, yeah. really, really average. And I don't know. There's, there's, there's no, there's no style to it whatsoever. Um, it chucks a bunch of balls up in the air that it just doesn't know what to do with them. Um, I, I, I mean, the the ideas of messing about with time and space kind of brought up, and then it's then it's kind of forgotten. Um, the body horror elements kind of brought up forgotten it's basically mm. for one cheap icky scare um yeah. the then the, the, the drone <laughs> what was the point yeah. of the drone yeah the, the drone the drone that that it goes up and it shows you a shot of the forest yeah and it comes down yeah and then later on in the movie he goes up it shows you a shot of the forest and then it comes down. And then later on the movie it goes up, shows you that forest, and then, oh, wait, wait, it crashes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it, all, all, all to get a woman to fall out of a tree. Yeah, yeah, no, no, exactly. And that, 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 that's all it's there for. I mean, and just bringing up these ideas, <coughs> excuse me, of modern technology and... You know, they, they've got all this stuff and how could they possibly get disconnected from the outside world? And it's just like, because it's the Blair Witch, she can do what the fuck she wants. Yeah. It, it's just, from minute one, it's... You you know how this is going to pan out. They're not going to be able to defeat the Blair Witch. I mean, there's... Because that's the whole point of the film. Yeah. There's an interesting idea towards the end with, like, using the camera feed to look you know to, yeah. to which, which which is an interesting idea but then they don't really do anything with that either it it feels it feels rushed it feels like Lionsgate said we want to do a Blair Witch film we want to release it in or at this time do you think you can get together a, a screenplay in a couple of months yeah why not we'll give yeah. it a go that's 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 what it feels like to me, and I mean, like I do believe that Barrett and Wingard had their had their hearts in it because I mean, like their tweets after the box office performance last weekend, they obviously had their hearts in it, and they were obviously really disappointed with how it had been received. Um, but it just, I I think they were just having an uh, like an off experience and i i hope this redoubles their efforts to make original films if this basically like like, like, like the death note remake. yeah we're like their bloody death note remake yeah and you know which we, uh, yeah we'll, we'll see about that so i i'm the thing is nobody knew about this film like three months ago but no just the really really strange thing about this movie is in terms of that we talked about the trailer for it and said 
there's got to be something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's got to be some. There's got to be something else because these two guys wouldn't just make a generic Lost in the Woods horror. Mm. And then when it came out that it was Blair Witch, we we're like, that was it. That's the difference. That is the thing. Is that it, it's that. And then it, it 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 is just a generic Lost in the Woods horror film. Yeah. No. Exactly. It there's 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 really nothing to it. Um. No, there's a couple of interesting kind of sequences in it. The, the 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 second time they wake up, and there's all of there's there's loads yeah. of the, the 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 fucking things, the made things, um, around them. That was a, a pretty interesting little fucking two minute sequence. That then they dropped it so quickly. It, 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 it they pulled you out of it so quickly, and then you had the um the claustrophobia fucking descent sequence essentially well, or the, board, Which, the borderlands um did you ever see yeah that? yeah 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 i mean yes i mean uh, Stuart barb raised that point to me in a in a, in a dm yeah, on, on twitter and it's it, it, I, I i was genuinely in the cinema just thinking like well they've seen the borderlands then i didn't i i didn't think that actually but yeah yeah it is yeah I mean, yeah, it's, you're right. it, it's it's the ending of the Borderlands. That whole sequence is the ending of the Borderlands. I was just expecting him to get like uh, to get pulled through or something. You know, it's just it. Yeah, I I don't know. It just. That, that, I mean, it does get nicely intense towards the end. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, fair fair enough. It does, even though it just. I didn't really feel any tension because it was like right, okay, when are, when are they going to stand in the corner? Yeah. Like, when are they going to get knocked on the head and the camera fall over? I, it, you know, that's the thing. You, you never, ever, ever believe that they're actually going to get out of it. So there is no tension. The thing with the original film is that because of, like, I mean, I, I think knowing that the film mate, the, the experience they had filming it actually adds to it. That like, like them hearing their friend crying in the woods, which is, which is a creepy idea. And it's a more, it's a creepier audio cue than anything in in this film, which and this film just seeks to scare you by doing blips in the audio, mm. um, I, I, which annoyed me no end uh, to no end. Like that's that's a potential trend that can stop right now. Um, it, it, it started a little bit that one already. Yeah, yeah, no, no, absolutely, yeah, no, it has. But I, it, it, you know, so it just. Next to the original, it is a really, really, really pale imitation, um, mm. and and I mean also the fact that the the actors don't look haggard, they don't look tired, no. they look like they've just had dirt makeup applied to them. Yeah, they they, they look like you know what they look like they look like they've walked a a pretty easy path to a nice purpose built little plot to pitch tents mm. they've pitched the tents they've then walked back got kind of turned around and then come back on a nice little country walk and gone oh shit we're back here we better tent up again mm. and that's it and the i mean the the like the the friends that are there he he becomes a a douchebag really quickly mm. And he just, it becomes a dick to the point of where, you know, you look at him going, do you know what? I get it. You're a little bit, you're a little bit kind of like, oh, you know, 
th- th- these guys, you know, with their little fucking handy cam that they got from the fucking pawn shop, and you know, we've come with all this equipment. He looks like a big city dickhead who's gone into the what is it, and he's just been a dick. Mm-hmm. But it happens really quickly to the point of where, you know, the the guy, what's he called, Lane or something like that, is it? Yeah, the, uh, the stoner um, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you wouldn't be surprised if he turned around and just sort of said, because he, he he seems like a little bit like he's gone down the fucking rabbit hole a little bit, but he still seems fairly smart enough. But it does seem like he, he turned and go, "Why are you even a dick? Why are you even a dick?" Because he has just been an unnecessary dick. And then it, it's a little bit cliche to have his his girlfriend's just a little bit of a, a cliche, and it just feels. He was lazy. Yeah, yeah. Just... That, 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 the, the portrayal of that, that that she's a she's a problem. I'm I'm surprised, given how sensitive film Twitter is, I'm surprised that hasn't caused more of a shitstorm. To be honest, <laughs> yeah, because there's one line in it that made me go, that doesn't even have a place in it. Mm. Which is, did you have a pedicure before we came? Yeah, I did. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> What? A doesn't make sense, and B that is to literally establish that she is completely out of her comfort zone, right? But if she's that out of her comfort zone, A, why has she actually gone? Yes, all right, you can logicise that. But B, if she's that out of her comfort zone, why does she have all of this camping equipment? Yeah, no, quite. Yeah. It just, yeah, it, it, it's it's just. It just feels all a little bit lazy, but smart ass lazy. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, I, I also, I think it's fair to say that this is, you know, again, uh, Wingard and Barrett are actually pretty good with their female leads as well, like Micah Monroe, Amy Zymetz, uh, Shani Vinson. Good, solid, memorable female leads. They stick to the horror idea of. of a majority of horrors are led by a, 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 a female protagonist. Yeah, but then this girl, she starts off, I like, because that's the thing, again, they bring up the whole kind of like, is she actually there for her friend or is she there because she wants to make a documentary? And, they, and then they half do it and half not. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. And then, like, by the time the shit starts going down, they've pretty much forgotten just, that as well. Like, the, And she's just screaming. Yeah, like, the last half hour or so is basically just people running or hiding, and it dumps all of that stuff, but then it spends so much time on that stuff before the running and the screaming that it's just like, well, I we, we expect it to go somewhere. I wonder if there's... If, if, if they've submitted a different cut of this movie, and Lionsgate have gone, no, no, we need we asked we asked for a Blair Witch movie, they, and you've made too much. They they've actually and, been on Twitter saying they did shoot some extra stuff, but nothing that's particular that they feel was particularly relevant or would add to anything. So, did, like Wingard's already said, this is my cut. That, that's that's just surprising yeah, that, totally, that, that this is that this is because like you say it, it, it probably is just a you know an idea that they wanted to take on and it, it it's just got a little bit beyond them or something like that not beyond them, that's too 
belittling a, a, a really good filmmakers and you know people like you say who understand the genre and understand the tropes and are very good at doing that but it, it does feel a little bit to me to be honest like maybe the guest was the anomaly uh because i wasn't a massive fan of, of your next i thought it was no to be I, honest and, a horrible way I, to die. I, I do you know what i really liked a horrible way to die everything apart from i didn't agree with the uh the aesthetic of the editing which which was very much an aesthetic choice yes, yeah, yeah. i didn't agree i did that that i thought do you know what I, I like it and i like the fact that you've done that you've taken a risk with the editing but for me it didn't work but i still like the movie so it's just a minor aesthetic thing that didn't quite click with me so overall if you said do I, did i like it yeah i i i, I did like it yeah Okay, yeah, no, no, I mean, that, that, so that's the thing, it just, it's, I don't know, it's, I mean, like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed, man, like, it, it just, it, yeah, Wingard, so Barrett, horror joint, I would expect to be better than this, um, but like you say, I mean, it has got some interesting sequences, as a basic horror film. Well, that's interesting. What? Can I tell you what the guy, the, the guy after it, um, it, it was in my screening, uh, um, when the film finished and the, the lights came up, we both stood up at the same time and I looked across from him and he looked at me and said, what do you think? And I said, and I was about to say, eh, I went, before you go, what do you like on your horror? Mm. As I'm, I'm not like a fucking, I'm not an expert, but it, it, it's a genre that I really like and enjoy. Yeah. We'll go that far. So, and he went, all right, cool. Uh, and I just to say enough to enough to recognise your t-shirt and your tattoos. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, all right, cool. And I said, "What do you think?" I said, "What do you think?" And he said, "Guys like me and you, nah. Um, guys like the friends that I had who went to see it on Friday night and said it was one of the scariest films I'd ever seen. The sort of people who they had ever watch horror, it's great for them, but." These, and he said to me, you know, these guys and this film, it pitching to them, it's pitching to us. So it's a bit of a miss. And I thought, do you know what? He's nailed it. <laughs> mm, mm. That's fair. I mean, it does make me laugh that this made less than Blair Witch 2 made on opening weekend. And that was like early 2000s ticket prices in the US. That um, Yeah. I don't know. I want to, I actually want to really want to rewatch Blair Witch 2. It's been. A while. Oh, I, I, I've seen Blair Witch two a, a number of times. I've only seen Blair Witch a couple of times. Uh, I've seen Blair Witch two a, a many, many times. Of course, you <laughs> it's right. terrible, but I, I fucking really like that movie. Um, yeah. Uh, well, 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 right. Should we give it its what is it, and then we'll get into the, the marketing. Yeah, thing. man. Okay, so I'm I'm um, I'm touching cloth, but pretty close to definitely shit. It's I'd say it's like a two point. A two point five five out of three. Yes, yeah, so you li- li- literally your 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 one sound cue out and you'd be this is shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm I'm pretty much the same. I I I, I kind of I'd like to say it's shit, but I don't think it is shit. I just don't think it's very good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm there. So that, so that for me is touching cloth. Well, our um, poll, uh, 15 votes, uh, 
Definitely not shit, 27%. Uh, touching cloth, 53%. And shit, 20%. So, right. Um, I'll let you lead in with the, the, the marketing thing that's, that's, that's irritated you a little bit, hasn't it? Well, on the, the initial teasers and whatnot, on all the posters, Brad Miska of uh, Bloody Disgusting, I think it is, one of the scariest films ever made, a game, an unforgettable, unforgettable game changer, blah, blah, blah. In his review, he puts in a disclaimer saying that Bloody Disgusting produced VHS and VHS 2, of which Wingard and Barrett have shorts in. He specifically produced VHS and VHS 2. Mm. He specifically did. Doesn't say that in his review. Nope. I tweeted him quite a long string of tweets saying genuine like genuine question, do you feel it was a you know, it, it was appropriate to say in your review that you you know, uh, your com- your your site produced those films when in fact you did. Could you not see how that it's a bit funny that you're then saying this is one of the scariest films of all time and that's being used front and centre in the film's marketing. Yeah, because uh, there are, on the original trailer, I think there are four quotes and three of them are from him. Yeah, yeah so fair play to him. He didn't tweet me back. I wasn't really expecting him to, to be honest. Um, mm. But fair play. He was tweeting over the weekend saying, like, I genuinely think... Like, because he was talking about how he thinks it's the future, like the future of horror in terms of leaning towards like VR, and which I, I suppose maybe sure, okay. So nah. he's, he's he is kind of slightly adapting what he was originally saying, but the hyperbole in the review is a hell of a thing, and it's, and my main point is. How can you be an online critic, write a review like that, and actually, you know, and actually feel comfortable with your words being used in the marketing when you have that close and at least business relationship with the filmmakers involved? Yeah, not even that. It's the there is no way that a guy who is, I think he's one of the founders of Bloody Disgusting, isn't yeah, he? Yeah. yeah, right? Who has made a living out of horror films. Mm-hmm. And, a, and a decent living. And all power to him, you know, I'm not criticising that. Right? I, I, I'm sorry, I'm calling bullshit. I'm, there is no fucking way he thinks this is a game changer. There is no way he thinks this is one of the scariest movies ever made. He is throwing hyperbole at it to help his mates out. That that that's what it is. That there is absolutely no way because when when at any point is this scary? It's not. It it it, it categorically is not. Anybody who has any kind of basis of grounding within within our universe can they cannot say that they might like it. I'm not saying he doesn't like the movie. That's fine. But to go that over over the top 
is just bullshit. It just is. Uh, you know, it, it, he, how he can say it with a fucking straight face is just a little bit like, it's embarrassing. It's sycophantic to the extreme of, oh, really? Either either you're going too far to help your mates out, or you're going, remember me? Remember me when I produced those films for you? Like me again, please. Answer my text. I've WhatsApped you. You haven't responded. I know you've read them. It, it, it just feels a little bit, a little bit sad, to be honest. Yeah, no, 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 sure. I, it just... I don't know. It, it just... It, it feels really, really questionable. And looking at the, the tweets that he'd had, it looked kind of looked like nobody had really actually called him out on it. And I'm... Again, that's surprising. And I think maybe it's not because it's a bit of a... Like, he's one of their own in terms of, like long-standing online film journalists. Um, mm. And I don't know. I, hopefully it at least makes him a bit gun-shy about doing that kind of thing again. Probably not, because no one's called him out. Well, right? yeah. Happening. Yeah, well, yeah. But, hey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. Read his review, folks. Make up your own mind. It's... It's some <laughs> fucking hyperbole. It really, honestly, guys. If you think we're we're, we're maybe overreacting to it, read the review after you've watched the movie because we're not. It it it, it goes it, literally. It it feels like he's he's on the cusp of saying it's one of the greatest movies ever made. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, absolutely. Um, and it's not. Even though he actually he actually says in the review, so like some people might not like like this film blah 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 but it's one of the scariest films ever made it's unforgettable it's a game changer i don't know problematic in the extreme um but yeah there you go I, blair witch one of, one of my most despised phrases used to describe movies game changer what there's no fucking game of change you don't need changing mm. there's, there's been there's been a, a, there's there's films that have, that have brought new life into things or helped fucking jumpstart or there are maybe a handful of them that, that, that if you're going to use that phrase you could call game changers and the original Blair which was a game changer but there's maybe one two every generation and this isn't one no, totally. at all totally absolutely um okay let's let's move on um so, Hunt for the Wilder People, uh, st- uh, directed by, uh, and brief cameo by Taika Waititi, and um, starring, Christ, I don't have the thing up again, um, Sam Neill, Julian Dennison, um, the woman who was in Housebound, uh, Rima T. Yes. Wiata, um, and a bunch of other folks. Um, yeah. So, story is, um, Sam Neill and Rima T. Wiata uh, play... Um, uh, play a couple who uh, kind of adopt and uh, like foster, look after a troubled young boy, Ricky, played by Julian Dennison. Um, through a series of events, Ricky and Sam Neill's character Heck end up basically kind of going on the run, or at least going missing in in woodlands, and uh, a manhunt is uh, is basically undertaken by. Uh, a child protective services uh, lady by uh, the name of Paula, I think. Paula. Yeah, yeah, played by uh, played by Rachel House. Um, so, uh, very, very, very um, 
bigged up over the last little while. It was originally supposed to come out in August and got um, delayed uh, in the UK, so even more kind of bigged up because of uh, basically because of the amount of time it's taken for it to actually come out. And uh, yeah, what do you think of it, bud? Uh, well, I, I knew very little about it um, until uh, um, you mentioned what's about it. Um, and you know, when, you, when some message about something uh, rings a bell, why is it ring a bell? I think it rang a bell because I think um, didn't Mike went to see like a, a special screening of it. I think. Yes. Um, Mike of Chintrock versus Punk, and I think he mentioned it then. Said it was, you know, it was it was very enjoyable, um, and then. Um, Noel watched it and, and, and he, he very much enjoyed it. Um, and so I went into it going, do you know what? I, yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm kind of I'm looking forward to this, you know. And I've I've liked the other um, Tony Wittiti uh, films. Um, uh, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> um, the the idea that uh, of, of how they kind of get lost in the woods and the fact that they're just kind of there's no. You know, because it, it, we're all suppose all the time. So Ricky gets lost in the wood because he, he runs away and gets lost. Sam Neill goes to find him, and then they think that he's kidnapped him, and so they kind of kind of go along with it and end up going on the run, but not on the run. They just it, it just seems like the easier fucking thing to do is to do something that looks really quite difficult, but it, it floats along doing it, being really quite charming when it wants to be I, I enjoyed the fact that they constantly mock Ricky about being fat yeah. <laughs> and he just kind of accepts it uh, which is which is quite amusing and, and quite I, I, I don't think you'd get that in, in an American movie no totally yeah no, no, I mean certainly you'd expect, like, you, you, would, you would expect him to react an awful lot more yeah but he just kind yeah. of deals with it yeah for sure um, it, it, it's it's helped by the fact that, that most of the characters are, are really quite likable. But yeah, it's a it's a really nice, sweet little movie. To be honest, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I, I thought it was fantastic. I, I genuinely laughed out loud on several several occasions. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely got its heart in the right place. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, like the juggling of tone in it. Like you've got uh, all spoilers all the time. You've got. Um, the the mum character dying like 20 25 minutes in mm. and then it cuts from a really kind of gut punchy thing as well because i certainly wasn't expecting it no i wasn't at all it, 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 yeah it it, it it does set you by surprise I, I had no idea that 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 was the thing that happened in it or anything like right. that so it does it does come out of nowhere yeah, exactly and then it cuts to taika waititi giving the weirdest <laughs> like inspirational priest speech you'll ever hear which apparently was was like according to sam neill was based on a real sermon that taika waititi heard do you know what it wouldn't surprise me i when my uh, grandmother died last year um the the priest who gave the the service was fantastic and he was really good but he, he he did tell a really fucking weird story yeah. <laughs> where at, at the end of it, after everyone kind of left, I remember me and my mum and just went, that story about the Romans, that was that, that was fucking weird, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it just, yeah, no, absolutely. But I mean, the, the way it 
you know, it, it, it swerves around. I mean, and the fact that it's basically everybody thinks Sam Neill's a paedophile, <laughs> and it do- doesn't really ever, like, bring that up too much. No, I, 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 it's I like the fact that he for laughs, and it, yeah. I, I just they never, they never say a paedophile; they call him a pervert. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I like the fact that, that, that that is the trigger to him going ah bullets for this. We're off back into the fucking wilderness. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, exactly. No, exactly. <laughs> I, it just it's um yeah, I it, it, it just insanely entertaining, you know. And I mean, it's it it's not like kind of low-budget, dingy kind of thing either. It looks really nice. There's some really... You know... I mean, there's a, it costs. a montage in it where it's like they're, they're, they're hunting for them in the woods and they're, like it, it's kind of like um, the camera's, like, panning round or something and... Yeah, it, 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 you, you're catching them. They're in the foreground and as the camera starts to pan around, they're becoming the background, but a new bit comes in the foreground. The character's coming in the foreground, even though it's not in the same place. Yeah, 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 that, that's exactly it. It's a, that's a great sequence. It is, I mean, and the thing is, it, it's... Sometimes when you get people who aren't known as being um, directors, who, who are known for something else, you, you put them in this, this situation of directing, it's like, yeah, you wouldn't be directing if you if you hadn't had an amazing amount of success with like the Concords for, for, for in this case. I mean, fuck, he was, was the best friend character in Green Lantern. Yeah, I mean, what but, what the fuck? <laughs> but, but with this, it, 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 there's, there's there's a there's there's a certain there's a definite style to it. Mm. Uh, you know that that is really quite good, but it's not not flashy and show off. That's just it's fun and it it makes sense. And it's like you say, there's some really nice little sequences in it, and it it kicks along at a, 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 a ridiculous pace. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, no, it's very very pacey. I mean, it's it's the length it I I think it needs to be. If it were any longer. I think maybe we'd start having trouble, but it's it's a pretty perfect yeah. length. It's about a hundred minutes. Yeah, I, it, and it's that's fine. Yeah, it is. It, it, you know, it, if you'd have if you'd have taken ten minutes out of it, I think you'd have maybe gone. Well, what about this? Or what about this? But if, there, if you've added ten minutes to it, you'd have started to go. Didn't need this. Didn't need I that. Mean, if you if you if, if ten minutes out of it meant that we. The, the the scene where the child protected services woman is on t- national TV being interviewed and it's like the most weirdly intense interview ever. <laughs> the fact that she's got no child left behind Just because like her, her head. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that that it's like, it's our slogan. Well, it's not actually, but it's kind of mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I, I just like how intense she gets, and she rolls up in that fucking tank and stuff. It yeah. Just Which just says to the Andy that the police officer that's with her, oh, it's like, Andy, call the police. All right, wait a minute, I am the police. No, the real police, yeah. the ones that got guns. And he just goes, eh, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, no, no, exactly. I mean, it's got that weird... New, Ze- New Zealand seems like it's ever so slightly shit. <laughs> but everybody's just accepting that, and that's fine. But it's really beautiful. But yes. everything out there just feels like two percent shitter. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah. It's it's a funny thing. It really is. It is. There's no bad guy in it. There's no bad people in it. They're just it, 
it, it just seems a little bit like, like, like it's almost saying, this could only happen here. And I know you think this is ridiculous, but this could happen here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it it feels a little bit, a little bit like that, which you know is is really strange. It's it's kind of mocking itself while also celebrating um, what is essentially a, a, a beautiful country. Yeah, no, no that's a, yeah, it's a, it's a good way of putting it. It just feels like the kind of the the, the country's sense of humour almost. Um, it, it is, yeah, and and also that, and when you look at it, you're missing the fact that that it's amazing that that Sam Neill and this kid have, have managed to survive quite easily, seemingly, mm. um, in the in the, the the bush for like five months. But you kind of you get a feeling that that. that Sam Neill's character would be able to do that. Yeah, no, absolutely, no, absolutely, man. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it just, it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's really fun. I mean, Christ, the moment when and it's just a small little thing, but the moment when the kid is in that girl's house and the flake advert <laughs> playing in the background, and then he looks at her. And it's like that traditional, God, she's gorgeous, kind of hair blowing back kind of thing as she looks directly into the camera. But it's the fucking Cadbury Flake music playing in the background. Talking about <laughs> delicious chocolate. I just... Which, 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 when you consider the fact that he's a, he's a chubby kid, kind of just almost kind of makes perfect sense. Yeah, man. I just... it Amazing. Just amazing. Uh, I... Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's, it's, it's quite slight, but there's a lot of fun to it. But I wouldn't be surprised if this was troubling my my top ten at the end of the year. To be honest, I had an absolute blast with it, and I, I, I really uh, like watching it again. Yeah, it, it, it woke up that high mind, but I, I, it's the sort of film where I, I'd be. I think I'm gonna read the, the the what is it the results of the poll in a minute, but I I, I don't know how anyone could could have could really have a, a negative feeling towards it. Really, it, it's it's funny and it's nice and it's sweet without being saccharine or nasty or too zany or anything like that. It it, it feels grounded in something. And it, it, it it I I really enjoyed it. Yeah, nice. So I'm definitely not oh, shit. Oh, I'm <laughs> definitely not shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 14 votes, uh, definitely not shit, 79%. Sweet. Uh, touching cloth, uh, 14%, and shit, 7%. Oh. So, one person just didn't fucking like yeah. it. Um, which, well, fucking hell. But fair enough, you didn't like it, you didn't like it. But yeah, it's, um, yeah, that's a high 79% of people liking it's pretty cool. Cool. Yeah, no. Um, okay, so we will move on. Let's do some what we watched. And Mark, fire away, sir. Uh, I'm just going to go and uh, go to the toilet first quickly because I'm busting. Oh, well, 
it sounded like a big one, a medium one, and then a few smaller sized ones. Yeah, totally. Alright. And I'm back. Is that a pee or a poo? Pee. Yeah, heard quite a lot of that. <laughs> it's, my, it's an ensuite, so it's right next to the license. That's good, that's staying in. <laughs> I don't know what, I was peeing, peeing to the side as well, so it didn't make too much noise. No, it didn't work. Because I didn't think, I'll be able to hear this if I just pee. <laughs> yes, alright, cool, I watched quite a bit actually. Um... I didn't think I had, and I started putting down what I've watched. So I'll rattle through the um, the kind of the bits where there's not that much to talk about, uh, and, and get into the ones where there's a little bit more to talk about. I watched the 2000 um, Samuel Jackson Shaft film. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's been a while. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I watched this at the cinema. Nice. <laughs> I think I was the, I was the one person in the UK that watched this at the cinema. <laughs> Um, and I hadn't seen it since then and I honestly could not re- I remember that uh, Christian Bale played a douchebag uh, in it but beyond that I, I couldn't remember a-, a whole lot and then it all started to flood back uh, when I saw um, Jeffrey Wright sat uh, eating the Chinese in his window and I thought oh Christ yeah Jeffrey Wright plays the Hispanic bad guy oh this is such a weird film. Nice. <laughs> and it is such a weird film. Um, you know, yeah. Dan Hedaya playing a, you know, a, a badass cop is bizarre in, in of itself. Um, Samuel Jackson is, is great as Shaft. Um, do you know what? It, it, it still holds up as been a really entertaining Shaft movie. It, it sticks to the kind of ideas of the, the, the Shaft films. Why not? It, it, it feels... I like the fact that it's a sequel, without ever saying it's a sequel, rather than just being a remake of, of, of Shaft. It, it, it makes sense and it has nods to it without ever obviously pointing it out. It's... It's cool the way they've done that, and, and Christian Bale before he became Christian Bale, essentially. You know, I think this was released the same year or the year before American Psycho, I believe, um, which kind of announced Christian Bale as being, you know, something to really kind of you know, keep your eye on. Um, you know, the same year actually as, as American Psycho. Um, so it, it, it's, it's weird that that kind of that, that this and that were released the same year. It's really quite strange. Um, but yeah, still a lot of fun to be honest. Shaft uh, really quite enjoyed my time with it. Um, watched Supernova, uh, which so far I think is the only Walter Hill film I haven't seen. Bloody hell! Uh, God, I, I think I watched that last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you didn't really talking about it. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. It, it's it's a fucking mess of a movie. Um, but I kind of enjoyed it, to be honest, for what it was. Uh, you know, it's... I was watching it going... Again, looking at it going, this is a fucking mess, this movie. And then it finished, and Bex went, what do you think? I was like, that was a... Yeah, I kind of quite enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, will I ever watch it again? Probably not. Did I enjoy my time with it? Yeah. I like the fact that we got James Spader as as a 
as a a badass ex fucking special forces guy, which is not a James no, Spader thing. Yeah, not in the slightest. Yeah, quite. But then you're looking at it going, but he kind of plays it quite well. You got Robin Tunney basically doing Robin Tunney in it, mm-hmm. where all she does is kind of look down and look around really quickly and, and kind of giggle, and that's it. But yeah, I kind of quite enjoyed it. Um, rewatch Spectre. Oh yeah, how'd that go? Um, I had more problems with it this time. I I, I really quite enjoyed it in the cinema, um, but this time I do feel like it, it. Some of the problems I had with it in the cinema were I, I liked the Bond bits. I didn't get on with the uh, Money Penny um, and M and Roy Kinnear go off and do a little side mission, which felt a little bit like an episode of Spooks. Sure. Kind of thrown at, at Spectre. I didn't get that in my rewatch. It felt a lot more part of the actual the actual film. Um, I liked that, but then I was a little bit the other side of it. I was going, Christopher Waltz a bit of a shit villain, really. Mm. Um, and and also, Leah um, Simpson, it feels a little bit underused. I still think that it, it, it's it's. It's weird that Monica Bellucci agreed to be that slight a character. Fucking, yeah, man, that 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 character really is a piss take. Um, David Bowister also feels very Bond henchmany, mm-hmm. which again feels a little bit like you know you, you, you maybe made headway into this being an actor thing with um, Guardians. Now you're not a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it felt a little like that. So I still, I still enjoyed it. I think it's good. I think it, 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 it feels a little bit like they ran out of ideas or they were treading a little bit. Like, 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 really, like Mendes and Craig got halfway through it and were like, I don't want to do this anymore. <sighs> but finished it, and I, I can see why neither of them want to return. To be yeah, honest, fair news. Yeah. It feels like the fact that they're chasing Craig so so much feels a little bit like. Do you know what? If if you're only getting him because you're going to give him that much fucking money, you're not going to get Daniel Craig. You're not going to get Daniel Craig. You're going to get him phoning Bond in. That's, yeah, I mean that's it. He obviously doesn't want to do it anymore, and it just yeah. I, I don't know. Are people really? Is it worth that amount of money? Well, exactly. And it, it, it you does... could just give give people a new bond, which is going to generate a shitload of interest anyway. Yeah, it, it just feels a little bit like 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 Daniel Craig. Feels a little bit like the kind of like, like the kind of guy who who if he wanted to, and if he really wanted to, he could be quite difficult. Yeah. You know, most directors say he's great to work with. He's intense, but he's great to work with. But you get a feeling like. If they brought on another director onto it and they went, right, Daniel, what you're going to do is you're going to swing down that, you're going to run along that, then you're going to jump down there and then you're going to pull the guard and you're going to say this and you, you just go, no. I'm fucking not doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not doing that. I bothered. Why? I ate a big meal this morning. Yeah. Really big meal. No, I'm all right. Why don't I just jump down there and open my gun up? <laughs> I think, no, and he's gone, let me rephrase that. I'm going, I'm going to jump to. down there, <laughs> I'm going to pull my gun out, 
Why don't you set the shot up? I'm going to go and stand over here for a yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he'd kind of be like. And you, you go, do you know what? You got what you fucking deserve because you just threw money at him. Yeah, straight up. <laughs> but he does also like the kind of guy who would take all of that money and just go, <clears throat> do you know what? I don't need this. Hey, Unicef, do you need this, this, all this money that they gave me to, to just fucking do these bombs? Do you need this? There you are. Have that. He, he seems like that's the kind of thing you do with it, but I just don't. I, I, I genuinely don't think there's an amount of money they can offer him that will make him go yes. No, neither do I. And and good on him. It's just yeah. it's a massive waste of time. And let's just crack on with somebody else and let him get on with what he wants to do. Yep. Um, next one, I watched um, the De Palma uh, documentary. Oh, um, fucking yeah. It's it's it's. If you've watched the trailer, and it's a De Palma um, documentary where, essentially, it is him sat down talking you through his career. Sounds great. You know what? What a brilliant way to do a documentary. And it's, it's directed uh, by uh, Noel Baumbach, whose films I don't get on with, and Jake Paltrow, whose films I haven't watched. Um, but they, it, they're not trying to get front and centre. You don't. They're not asking questions. Literally, they've literally, they're obviously asking him questions, but they're just, De Palma's known as being a great raconteur, and especially great raconteur if he's talking about himself, but he doesn't do it in a Francis Ford Coppola, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to tell you about my genius that you don't understand. De Palma is just very confident in the fact that he knows he's made some really great films and he knows that he's done some innovative things whilst doing those films. Mm. There you go. Anyone who's read um, Peter Biskin's um, *Easy Rise Raging Bulls*, you know it, it, Peter Biskin mentions in there that De Palma was, you know, the, all these people, you know, Scorsese and um, George Lucas and Spielberg, they all kind of looked up to De Palma, not just because it, it, he was great at what he did, but because it, it, he was so confident in the way that he approached everything, and the things just bounced off him, and it, it worked like that. And if any of them had a problem where they didn't quite know what to do with something, they'd, they'd go to De Palma, and De Palma would go, why don't you do this, and this, and this? And it, it worked like that. And you get that here. I, I love the format's fantastic. Start your early life, and just work your way through your, your films bit by bit, and do it like that. I'd love it if they went, do you know what? We enjoyed doing that. Marty, do you fancy doing Martin Scorsese? Or Scorsese? And we'll just do that. Do oh, And we'll pick this director. Every couple of years, they just pick a director, they sit down and they do it. And it, it's a series. It'd be fantastic. Because it's... it when you, Any documentary film that's about something, at the end of it, you should go, oh, I want to rewatch that. Yeah. I want to rewatch that. Yeah, I want to rewatch that. And it finished, and I went immediately. It finished, and I looked at my watch and went, "Ah, oh, it's eleven o'clock." But I really fucking want to watch Carlitos Way again. And you know, I'm gonna watch a few De Palma films in the next few weeks, just because. Why not? He made some fucking great movies, and it's yeah, it's, it's, it's brilliant. If you're a, a fan of De Palma, it is exactly what you need. Yeah, just don't watch Body Double. I'm, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm gonna because I like Body Double. <laughs> um, he talked about Body Double actually within it yeah, and it's, it, it's it, I like the fact that it, 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 there's, there's some great little fucking nuggets within it uh, and also he says the phrase holy mackerel an incredible amount of times oh wow really 
Yes, listen out for it. Um, uh, Z for Zachary, or Z for Zachary. Uh, have you seen this? No, it's on Netflix, isn't it? Yeah, I watched it the other night. Um, 95 minutes long. Um, interesting. Margot Robbie's really quite good in it. Um, Chiwetel Ejiofor is a little bit irritating in it. it I think he's supposed to be that's not a criticism of, of Chiwetel Ejiofor I think his character's supposed to be a bit a, a bit of an arsehole mm. a bit a bit like he thinks he's he always thinks he's the smartest man in the room okay and his pain is more than anybody else's pain it seems to be that like if you said oh I, I've seen things in this this world because the, the, the idea is that He's stumbled upon Margot Robbie, who lives in this valley, as this family valley, and it's the only place that hasn't been touched by this this nuclear fallout. And he he does seem to be a bit of an arse. Then Chris Pine turns up, and Pine kind of kind of he seems like he might not be all he seems, but he might also be exactly what he seems. And your it depends on whose eyes you're looking at it, at him through, whether or not you're looking at him through Margot Robbie's eyes or Chuatelegia Ford's eyes. And it, it straddles between which one he is. And it, 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 that's quite interesting. So yeah, it's, it's, it's the sort of film where I can see why it slips under the radar, to be honest. But, it, it should have got a little bit more attention than it did, certainly. Okay. So it's worth a watch, but you're not going to come out of it going, holy shit, why haven't people been talking about no, this? It's, it's interesting, because I think it, it hasn't... It didn't come out in cinemas. I don't think it's even out on like iTunes or DVD. I think literally the first release it's had over here was like directly to Netflix, which mm, which, which, is, which is weird. Which is weird when you, when you consider it's, you know... It tells you for has a little bit of pull over here, um, but it's Chris Pine and Margot Robbie. That seems a little bit weird that it's not even got like a VOD proper release or like a a fucking third week in March release or something like that. Oh, yeah. yeah um, other one I watched was um, watched Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit. Had you not seen that? No, I've not oh, seen okay. it, no. Um, yeah, directed by Kenneth Branagh um, and starring uh, Kenneth Branagh it, it, and he's the the worst thing he's done movie, uh, to be honest. Uh, it's perfectly all right. Would I watch another Jack Ryan movie that had starred uh, Chris Pine? Yeah. But then again, would I watch pretty much anything Chris Pine's in? Yeah. <laughs> you know, Costner's criminally underused. The Kira Knightley, um, her coming into it and they end up using her as part of their crew felt a little bit like, I don't think so. But it was all right. Yeah. You know, I, I watched it on a Monday night, I think. It's a perfectly serviceable Monday night movie. Nice. Uh, and then the one that I'll, I'll talk about a little bit more, uh, High Rise. Oh, okay. You, you've seen High Rise now. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Um. so... You're very much in 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 the Ben Wheatley is a, a genius camp, are you? Uh, no, uh, I think High Rise <laughs> is his weakest film, um, um, but I very much like Ben Wheatley less. Yes, right, and I'm a little bit more. I, I like Kill List, I like Down Terrace, but I I actually dislike Sightseers, um, and I thought Building England was fun, but essentially a, a 
fucking student movie. Um, and so High Rise, I was, I went into it with a bit of trepidation because, uh, good cast, really good story. I hadn't read the book, um, but was a little bit, but is, uh, where am I with Ben Wheatley? I, I was a little bit like that. Um, the first 40 minutes, I think, of, of High Rise, are fantastic. I think it's got a great setup. It's got a nice style to it. Uh, it shows that Wheatley isn't afraid to kind of to put his stamp on things and to to do something that's just a little bit different and to kind of to go for it and to be ambitious. And you can never criticise ambition unless it's done badly, which it isn't here. Um, then the middle 40 minutes. Oh, no, I go, I, go, I, go, I go further. The first hour is really good. Then the middle 20 minutes is indulgent wankery, really. And it, and I, I, we, we, we kind of stopped it at, at one point. Um, and I'll be honest, I watched this in, in two bits uh, because it got to the point in the night where it was too late to continue watching it. I was, we stopped it. And I, and at a point where I thought was right to stop it, there was 40 minutes left. And we sort of said before, you know, right, we'll pick it up tomorrow. Uh, I know it's not ideal to watch films in, in two bits, but sometimes life just dictates that you have to. Um, and I, but I thought, you know what? It's a good time to stop it. But so what do you think? So, well, I, I was really enjoying it up until about 20 minutes ago. And I think that where it goes from here, if it continues in this vein, it'll be a real disappointment. But I could see it also being able to claw it back. And then we started watching it again the next night. And it did. It clawed it back for me. Absolutely. And it, 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 the last 40 minutes, I think, is as strong as the first hour. I just think there's a middle bit, a middle 20 minutes where it just loses itself and it gets a little bit lost in this montage of chaos that felt a little bit like, mm, do you know what? I get it. Don't. You, you, you're now overselling it to me and I, I want you to get on with telling me the fucking story and stop showing me this, the, the, the ridiculousness that the, the RS descended into. Once it got itself back, I, I think it, it's really good. It's a... Uh, it's got a great black comedy to it, and I like the fact that yes, it's clearly set in the seventies, but it feels like it's set in, a, in another world, in a parallel universe of seventies, where you know this is what's happened, and the high rise has become their life, and it, it, it's it's really quite cool in that. Um, the performances are, are all great in it. Evans, Luke Evans, at some point teeters on going too far, but then he does pull it back nicely. Um, and there's a nastiness to it um, that, that I liked. Um, so yeah, overall, I, 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 I thought it was really, really quite, quite good actually. By the end of it, I was very much, do you know what? I think if I, when I rewatch this, which I inevitably will do at some point, I think that that middle bit won't bother me as much because I know that it's just a 20 minute block. And maybe on rewatch it won't bother me at all because I I know that it, it, it's taking me somewhere. And I think part of it was a lot of people had said it's great and then it stops being great and then the second half shit. And I, I think I was worried that oh right is it a movie of two halves? First half's really good, second half's a bit shit. And, and luckily for me it, it, it wasn't. What where were you with it? Yeah, I mean I um I. 
think it is a bit of a mixed bag. It it, it does. I agree. It does get waffly, um, mm. and it it's enjoying the surreal chaos quite a lot, and to the point where you are a little bit. All right, let's let's actually get on with the actual plot then, please. Um, yeah. But saying that, I mean, I think the devolution of Hiddleston's character is pretty interesting. I like how a lot of it is actually the Luke Evans show. Um, I, it's it, it's quite a surprising showcase for him, I think. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm planning on rewatching this again before Free Fire, and I I'm I'm intrigued. Um, it just it. I'll, I was pretty tired when I watched it as well, and I it was all a little bit. I I, I think that kind of fed into a kind of the woozy atmosphere of the film. Um, but yeah, it it's a weird mixture of movie stars, really good production design, and Wheatley's mm. weird dry humour. Yeah. Um, and it, and it doesn't it doesn't all work, but by all accounts, adapting that book was always going to be difficult anyway. Yeah, I mean, I, I, the thing is, it, what it has done is it's made me go, yeah, I need to read that book. Sure. I need to read that book. And the thing is, I, I, I personally, I, and I, I, I don't know, I, I think I'm in the minority with this. I, I the way I look at it is when I'm reading a, a book that is a film as well is. There's the book and there's the film, uh. and neither influences each other for me. I don't. I, I won't. I know that I'll read the book and I won't go. I might go. Oh, oh! I wish that had been in it or anything like that. But I, my viewing of the film won't be tainted by my re, by me reading the book. I know that, which is why I'm really looking forward to reading the book because it'll be interesting. To go. I wonder what was in it, and I wonder what wasn't in it. But I won't go. Oh, that's a shit adaptation because. Books and films are different. You can't take it and then just put it on a film. It doesn't work like that. They're, they're not. They don't. They're different mediums and they read different ways and they transpire different ways. So it always baffles me when they say when people start when people come out and say, "Oh, it, you know, it, it's almost impossible to make uh, a, a a film adaptation of that particular book." Why? Somebody will fucking do it. That is, you can't imagine it. But somebody else will. Somebody else with a brain that's wired differently, like the people who, who made this, will see it and will go, right, we need to take the principles and the ideas and everything like that, and then we need to make the movie, and we can we can take that out, and we can take that out. And that's great. What I felt like I was getting was Wheatley giving me high-rides, yeah. uh, which was cool, and I, I did like that. And he, it did show me, do you know what? He's a really, he's a really strong director, which made me go, I'm really fucking looking forward to what he does next, even though I haven't got on with some of his other stuff. Nice. Okay, well, that, that'll do. That'll do. Yeah, cool. Right, go on. What, what have you been watching this week? Okay, so nothing says a week in, uh, a week in Mallorca like Munich. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> okay, hell. Uh, so... <laughs> fucking hell, you watch that on a fucking sun lounger. I hope you watch that on a sun oh, lounger. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it was on movie. Of course it and was. And I was like, I haven't watched Munich in fucking years. Go on then. 
So, two hours, 45 minutes. <laughs> it's a fucking really long yeah, film as yeah, well. Yeah, no, it is. But it's just pretty great, man. Like, oh, it's a fucking great film. I mean, I think it's got one of the most poorly judged sex scenes of all time. <laughs> I mean, God, the fucking shot where Eric Banner's coming, and but it's like he's screaming, and like the flashing of gunfire is over his face, but it's like actually lightning. It's like, oh what? my... Spielberg, I, I can't remember that many sex scenes in Spielberg movies. It, it does seem like something, the sort of directorial thing he'd be really awkward yeah, with. Yeah, no, yeah, quite. And it, I mean, yeah, exactly, and it shows. Um, however, the, the mixture of kind of like political thriller and character drama and like the, the, the claustrophobia of the last half hour, 40 minutes or so, I think is, is really entertaining, but... You know, quietly chilling as well. Um, and, and, I mean, he, he's got some really good support as well. I mean, Daniel Craig's very, very good. Kieran Hines is very good. Jeffrey Rush is very good. Matu Kasovitz is very good. Um, you know, so, I mean, it's 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 a pretty fucking stonking cast. Um, and, yeah, it just, it's, it's really, it, I don't know, it, it holds up, does Munich. Um, it feels like a Spielberg film that's been rather forgotten, and I... I I, I, it, it feels like it will stand the test of time, that one. Yeah, it does feel like a little bit like the Forgotten Spielberg movie. It feels like the... When was the last time Spielberg made a great movie? Well, Munich. Uh, they, yeah, yeah, no, totally, <laughs> totally. Um, and people go, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, Munich was good. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, Munich. Um, Bum-bum-bum-bum-bum-bum. I watched Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows. I just want to watch this. Um, it's a great deal of fun. It, it's basically what the first one should have been. It's a cartoon. It's a, it's a Saturday morning cartoon. It's fucking. That's. I want to watch this on a Sunday morning. Yeah, that, yeah, boom, that'd be perfect. I I watched it on like a Saturday afternoon. It was like, yeah, this will do. Um, yeah. Tyler Perry is mm, bizarrely brilliant as Baxter Stockman. Of course, he, he God, his laugh is the best. Um. <laughs> um I mean, Krang's in it. I, I never thought we'd see Krang in a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film, the brain in that's like in a robot man thing. Um, <laughs> and it, it, I mean, it's mental. I mean, it, it, the whole thing makes no sense whatsoever. But Bebop and Rocksteady are actually really fun. Um, the action sequences, are, are, you know, are pretty solid. They're good. Um, I mean, Stephen Amell actually from Arrow as Casey Jones is 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 fun as well. Um, it just looks like everybody's having quite a, a good fun time with it, um, and yeah, I I thought it was really fun. It, I mean, it's it's done. It didn't do that great at the box office in comparison to the first one, at least, which yeah. I think is a real shame. And I, I this one I think was more aimed at kids. Yeah. Um, instead of trying to go for the nostalgia thing. Though, weirdly, the end credits is, like, the old song and, uh, like, like imagery from, like, the the, the, com- uh, like the comics and the cartoons and stuff. And so it, I, it's almost like the first one was trying to be... was trying to be a new, cool thing, whereas this one just mm. went retro, but the marketing aimed it at kids anyway. And it's just... I don't know. Like, I... I Turtles was one of my things when, when I was a kid growing up. So I, I, I just had a really fun, nostalgic time with it. It's it's appreciably better than the first one, um, if you are cool. so inclined. Well, I, 
Well, I, I, I kind of quite enjoyed the first one, so I'm, 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 actually, I'm looking forward to it, but I'm going to watch it on a Sunday morning. Yeah, no, you'll, you'll have a good time, man. You'll have a good time. Um, okay, and I watched two other things. I know one of them. I'm trying to think, what the fuck I watched yesterday? What the fuck did I watch yesterday? Oh, yeah, okay. Bastille Day, um, or as it's now known after, uh, like renamed after the theatrical release for DVD and Blu-ray because of what, what's been happening in Paris lately, uh, it's now known as The Take. Um, this is Idris Elba and Richard Madden both playing Americans in Paris. Um, Idris Elba kind of reminds me of Little Britain, you know, Dennis Waterman was like, Sing the theme tune, write the theme tune. I, I think it was Dennis Walker, anyway. Um, Idris Elba basically looks like he went into the production office and went, right, I'm fucking singing the end credits song. Well, I say singing, I'm basically going to talk over it. You can't stop me. And it's really, really weird that it's this film where Idris Elba is this no-nonsense, badass CIA guy with barely a bit of humour to him. And at the end, he's just singing this kind of funk song. It, he, he does that, doesn't he? He, he's, he's, he's a DJ and he does music in his yeah, spare time, doesn't he? He dabbles, doesn't he? Does Idris Elba. So, uh, yeah, he, he's, he's, he's on the, he was on the latest Macklemore and Ryan Lewis uh, album. Was he? Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, doing a song called Dance Off, which is actually quite a good listen. I would, uh, hmm. Okay, I might actually... Yeah, give it, give it at least on Spotify. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a fun yeah, song. Old Apple Music. Yeah. Um, okay. Fair down south. Okay. Um, so yeah, but I mean, but it's a pretty generic action thriller. It's basically um, Richard Madden plays uh, pickpocket who steals a bag off a girl, looks for it. It's like mm, there's nothing good here. Chucks it in a bin. Bag blows up. Turns out there was a bomb hidden in a teddy bear in the bag. So now. The French police and the CIA are chasing him because he's an American on, like, the Parisian soil. Um, however, there's also some sort of conspiracy uh, related to the bomb um, and an increasing racial tension in the streets of Paris. Um, hashtags are used as a way of, of riling up people... And at one point, God, what was the thing I WhatsApped you? What did it say? Like, deploy the hashtags. Or, yeah. like, release the hashtags or something. Deploy the hashtags, I think you it was. So, interesting understanding of social media there. And, and however, and, like, there's, like, a conspiracy and who's a good guy, who's a bad guy, blah, blah, blah. So, it's using some interesting... Send out the final send hashtag. Send out the final hashtag. That was it. I wish it was deploy the hashtag. So... There's some interesting stuff in here with regards to the bad guys stoking racial tensions in in order to do, commit their own crimes, um, which I, I, it makes the film a, a feel a bit more of the moment and like it's got something to kind of say than it otherwise would. But it's basically Idris Elba and Richard Madden are mismatched guys trying to stop people from killing them. And it's fine. It's alright. It's like 95 minutes long, or 91 minutes long actually. It's brief. 
Um, there's some decent action in it. It doesn't look like it had a lot of money chucked at it, but it's it's you know it's it's solid. It it's like um, a higher tier Luc Besson produced European action film. Fair so, enough. It, 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 it'll, it'll get a Thursday night watch at some point on Netflix. Yeah, I mean, it's a fuckload better than Three Days to Kill, but it's not the transporter refueled. I'm, I'm good with there that. You go. All right, so, yeah, there you go. And uh, finally, Mike and Dave need wedding dates. Um, <laughs> which, ten minutes in, I my, my teeth were itching. Um, so, Zac Efron and Adam Devine play guys... I don't get on with sorry? it. I don't I get on with him. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't get why he's. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. They 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 play brothers who uh, make dicks of themselves at weddings. Their sister's getting married. Stephen Root plays their dad, but says, "Right, you guys have got to get nice wedding dates, otherwise you're not coming to the wedding." Um, <laughs> they, they 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 put out a thing on Craigslist. It goes viral. Aubrey Plaza and Anna Kendrick play not very nice girls who trick them into believing they are nice girls and then shit goes down um in hawaii um of course yeah. um yeah the first 10 minutes i was fucking hating it and it's not very good but i will say it wasn't as bad as the first 10 minutes made it uh, made me think it was going to be um it's pretty bog standard mate like studio comedy stuff like yeah. really actually really really bog standard but i i you know it i it was starting off as like worst of the year territory for me and it ended off like no it, it's not quite that which it, you know which is a bit of a win i think um yeah you know, uh, there were a few bits that made me laugh um there was a lot that didn't but didn't hate it overall so that's something it's I don't know what, like in your parlance, a Tuesday lunchtime watch. You know, I, I don't know, but that is the sort of thing. I, I, it looks a little bit like a Tuesday lunchtime there watch. There you go. Mike and Dave need wedding dates, and that's it for me. Cool. Uh, and I just, yeah, of course, I'm running the, this shit, aren't I? <laughs> so uh, I'm just going to have a look and see if we got any emails. I very much doubt that we do, but if we have, my balls will be blown right off. Um, let me just log in. course we don't no we don't okay cool. twitter questions uh yes um uh steve dixon um uh, at the great sd uh what's your favorite movie soundtrack this is inspired by my first watch of purple rain oh yesterday that you have often talked about really fun film never thought i'd like his music uh, much but it was a really good and worked well in the film uh, ps physical media is alive no, and well um <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, Purple Rain is up there as one of my favourite soundtracks, um, along with uh, things like also um, Streets of Fire. I, I prefer soundtracks to be something where the music has had a, has had a kind of a place within the film, uh, rather than just a collection of songs thrown onto a film. Um, so, I mean, you could argue, for instance, um, Pulp Fiction works in that way because the films, the, the music have parts within it rather than just being over the top of something whereas you know you might have a great soundtrack that is essentially just transporting soundtrack for instance that's just a, a really good soundtrack because it's a lot of really good songs thrown together over a movie 
Uh, whereas uh, for a soundtrack, I think to be more than that, it has to kind of a almost a part of the movie. Um, so yeah, I, I'd say something like that. Also as well, I, I think the, you know I, I bought it recently, uh, but I think the fucking Dirty Dancing soundtrack is a great soundtrack. That it, it, the soundtrack should make you want to watch the movie as you're listening to them. Yeah, nice. Uh, I mean, if we're if we're um, God, if I mean, if we're talking soundtracks, I mean, I think um, well, like Pulp Fiction, if that's not too boring, you know, <laughs> this kind of obvious, I suppose. Uh, oh, I've got one. Judgment Night. Judgment Night. The um, the I mean, the West of Us movie. Um, that had a fucking great soundtrack. Um, it was like a, it was a hip hop soundtrack. Sort of before hip hop soundtracks became really fucking. Um, and it, it, you know it's renowned as being uh, like one of the fucking great soundtracks of its time. Um, I think even I think that the, the soundtrack actually ended up fucking making as much money as the film. Wow, well, <laughs> it's, it's 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 crazy. Yeah, if you go if you go onto the I am uh, say the um, the Wikipedia page for it, uh, it, it, met, it references uh, the soundtrack and gives you like a full fucking rundown. But the soundtrack was 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 fantastic uh, for that movie. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Um, uh, good film as well, actually. Sorry. It's a good film, actually, as well. Oh, I've never seen it. Um, okay. Judgment Night. Yeah. No. 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 Oh, watch it. It's a proper fucking genre chase movie um, where you've got Cuba Gooding Jr. Um, Emilio Estevez, um, Stephen Dorff, and Jeremy Piven are on the run from Dennis Leary. That's pretty solid, actually. Fair play. It, it, yeah, track it down and watch it, man. It, it, it's a great nice. film. Uh, anything else? No, I think that's about it. That, that's, that's it for our, our questions. No worries. So, uh, next week, um, Magnificent Seven? Yes, yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to try and check out the girl with all the gifts as well if I if I do get a chance. Um, yeah, I, I just I, I've watched the trailer. I've read you know, a little bit about it, and I just go, I just I just don't think that film's something I want to watch. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, but, uh, I'm looking forward to Magnificent Seven. Um, I read a review, read, not review, I read a, a headline review today that said. It's like the Avengers, but with Stetsons. Fine with that. That'll do. I'm, I'm, and I'm seeing it as I, as I discussed with you in 4DX, which is yeah. world's moving seats bollocks, which I'm, I'm going to give a one-time go to, and it's going to be awful. I don't really bubbles about water splashing at you. It's bubbles, fog, wind, like I. It's, so I- it? But that happens to, to, to one seat there, yeah. right? But is that seat like in the middle of all these other seats where that's not yeah, happening? That's, I don't know. I haven't been it like they they only decked it out a few weeks back, so I haven't been in that screen yet. So I've got no idea. But I'm fucking fascinated. I tell you now. I I, I kind of I'm morbidly curious as, as to what the fuck this is. I I just imagine now there will be one fucking seat in the middle of the thing and you're gonna be sat there in this seat. This guy's just throwing you around and just bouncing up and down as they're riding horses, which is gonna be a lot, and swinging around and throwing you know when somebody gets inevitably thrown into a into a bucket of water outside a, a saloon that you're gonna get like splashed in the face. Oh, <laughs> just gonna be you in the middle of this cinema going, ah, oh, oh, oh. Oh, as all these people are sat around going, 
Fucking yeah, no, that's the thing. I mean, like, it's basically if it annoys me, I'm just gonna like walk to a standard fucking seat. But we'll see how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> and there's just random seat reacting to itself. Oh god. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So you might love uh, it. You might never know. It's the only way to watch movies. Stranger, stranger things will happen to see. I suppose. I doubt it though. Um, okay, so that's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you very much for listening, folks. Uh, at uh, Dude Foz, at Dude the Monkey, at Ian Loring, and uh, I'm out. Unless Mark's got anything else. Yeah, uh, doingthemonkey.com, um, and uh, I don't have the results of where we are on the thing. But no, I can I can remember. You have thirty-eight nice. points. I have 29 and the hat has 27 nice. now. So, so yes, you're, you're nine points ahead of me and I'm a whole two points ahead of the hat. Uh, and I will be sending you tomorrow the uh, fixtures for this weekend. Fuck yeah. Yes. Uh, and I got, I got my first fucking win um, in the uh, fantasy Premier League thing as well. Oh, did you? Oh, yes. And I, I, I'm playing Glenn Chapman. I'm playing Glenn this week. Oh, shit. That'll be a fun one. I have no bench at all. Well, they're all injured. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. Thank you very much, guys. guys. Good night.